Hello everyone, this is Melissa and I'm the founder and blogger of The Moleskin. Welcome to the third Moleskin podcast. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing my former professor, Stefan X. Stefan X is the director of the Anthropology of Health and Illness MSc program and a lecturer in social anthropology at the University of Edinburgh. He received his PhD in anthropology from the London School of Economics in 2003. At present, his research interests encompass the theory and history of anthropology, medical anthropology, mental health in South Asia, the anthropology of pharmaceuticals, science studies, and popular Hinduism. Thanks for coming, Stefan. I really Thank appreciate you. it. My first question is, is, can you tell us a little bit about the anthropology of health and illness and maybe what makes this program special or unique? I think it's a combination of tradition and innovation. So Edinburgh's medical school has been one of the world's leading centers of medical research and practice for several centuries. And um, there's also a very long tradition of social science research on health at Edinburgh. So uh, colleagues from sociology in particular have done research on medicine in the UK and in countries around the world, particularly in India, since uh, already the 1970s. And it's um, probably this long-standing uh, link with sociology that inspired us also setting up this program in the way that uh, we did, um, because we started this program in medical anthropology uh, together with and hand-in-hand hand with a program in medical sociology also. And one of the programs that I'm directing is called um, the MSc by Research in the Sociology and Anthropology of Health and Illness. So this is one of the unique features of Edinburgh that there's an immediate collaboration with uh, sociology here. Um, what's also unique about Edinburgh is that uh, we have this very strong link with international health research. And uh, for example, at the moment, we have a very close collaboration with the Center for International Public Health Policy. And it's one another unique thing about the Edinburgh program that our students can do courses in uh, international health, public health, as part of their uh, master studies while they are here at Edinburgh. And there's probably no other um, program in all of the UK or even in all of Europe where you can combine studies in medical anthropology with an interest in international uh, public health. And um, another part of this collaboration that we have with um, international health is uh, a three-year collaborative project which looks at the pharmaceutical industry and the regulation of pharmaceuticals production, um, the distribution, prescription of pharmaceuticals in uh, South Asia, particularly India and Nepal. And this is a collaborative project which is done between social anthropology, um, sociology and colleagues from um, international health. And again, I think that this kind of close collaboration across the boundaries of anthropology um, uh, relating also to health economics, epidemiology, and um, again, sociology. I think that's something that you won't find um, really elsewhere in UK medical anthropology programs. And so my next questions relate more specifically to admissions. 
And I'm sure a lot of my readers are interested in, in knowing what kind of students you accept into your program and what you look for in applications. Well, the first thing that we look for really is to have a very good academic track record. So um, there are certain minimum requirements, um, and that's not just in our degree, but really across the university, that the minimum requirement for entry into our master's program is a um, what is in the UK the 2.1 degree. So it's an um, upper secondary class, which actually most students in the UK who graduate um, on the undergraduate level, um, a 2.1 is sort of your standard uh, degree class, and most students have that. So it's not um, you know, extremely high up there, but it's a minimum requirement. And basically, you would um, look for candidates who have the UK equivalent of a 2-1 degree. And I think for a North American applicant, for example, we would usually probably look for a GPA of 3.5 and upwards. And of course, the higher your overall degree results are, uh, the better uh, your chances of getting admission. But really, apart from um, the academic track record that we expect students to have before they come, um, we are very, very open in terms of what degrees and specializations students have done before they come. And also, we are extremely open in terms of what kind of uh, work experience, professional experience um, students have had before um, they come. And really, what brings it all together is just the sense that students have a very, very strong interest in questions of health and illness and looking at it in a cross-cultural uh, comparison pers comparative perspective that's really uh, what's um, key here and so an application are there any particular errors or mistakes that you see again and again the main mistake is not to put all documents together maybe but uh, there's no particular mistake and um, that I would be able to spot. I think that um, the way that the application process runs nowadays is really almost, you know, it's, it's extremely streamlined and you fill in your boxes. And I think that it there are two streams I should mention maybe, or, or two areas there. So that, that's important as a background. Um, the first is that we, we have two degree programs. One of them is the taught MSc in the anthropology of health and illness and that requires the students just to submit what kind of academic training they've done before and letters of references and so on so there's not much uh, that can go wrong apart from not having all the documents together um, but the other stream is the MSc by research in the sociology and anthropology of health and illness and that is usually a program it's also a one-year program, and it also ends with a 15,000-word dissertation, but it is far more geared towards uh, doing PhD and doctoral studies afterwards. So this is usually the first step towards a PhD um, in anthropology here, and that focuses far more on research methods training, and um, so the, the scope of courses that students are doing here is uh, not so much the topical studies because we usually expect them to know a lot about it but they still do the core courses in medical anthropology but the other courses are composed of research training courses 
and um, the MSc by research because it's far more research driven uh, degree that requires the student to submit a research proposal and I think the you could say that there's more scope of uh, doing it wrongly but on the other hand I would say it's not maybe that's not really the, the word for it because what we're looking for is um, that students just tell us exactly or as far as they know at the time what they are really interested in what their background is and how they got this interest in medical anthropology and really where they see themselves doing their own research on a topic in medical anthropology during their uh, future studies and that the you know it can be or should be as detailed as possible and and what we are looking for is basically a, a fit between what the students want and uh, what we can actually offer in terms of regional expertise and uh, theoretical perspectives and so on so I think that for the MSc by research what's key is just to be as open and as explicit about uh, where one comes from as possible and that will also uh, give the student the chance that, that we are doing a good job in terms of being able to tell the student that yeah Edinburgh would be a really great place for you to come or maybe it, with your kind of regional interests or with the kind of topics that you have in mind maybe another university would be a better place for you. And so my, my last question is is what do students from the MSc in Anthropology of Health and Illness end up doing after graduation? Well, they do lots and lots of different <laughs> things. So there is no particular uh, profile as such and actually anything that your own studies here and what you've done previously and where you are driving towards, uh, you can do that. So it it's varies a lot what uh, students are getting into afterwards but um, probably from the experience I'd say that most of our students go into higher studies doctoral studies after this degree program as well but a lot of students also come from the NGO sector and come into the program and then go back to the NGO sector that's another huge um, group of students and actually those students from a more social science background who are not geared particularly for any kind of applied area they often find that a master's degree in medical anthropology gives them the tools to actually start a career in, in the NGO sector anything that um, has a health related dimension to it. Another experience that we've had over the years is that um, a one-year compact program in medical anthropology seems to be a huge advantage for students to get into medical schools afterwards, uh, particularly if they had a previous training which is not immediately related to, to medicine or something uh, bio-scientific, but that medical, a one-year program in medical anthropology is a stepping stone into um, um, you know, North American, particular North American medical schools. And uh, two of our um, students from last year, for example, they uh, got admission at Harvard Medical School and Yale Medical School. And it seems really that uh, a degree in medical anthropology was a big advantage for them in this extremely competitive um, entry um, uh, competition for places in, in these very highly ranked 
medical schools. And that is also very encouraging for us to see how uh, students from or studies in medical anthropology are seen as something that is very useful for well-rounded, more complex thinking physician in the kind of world that uh, we're living in at the moment. So that um, uh, particularly North American medical schools really uh, see a great advantage in a candidate having some kind of grounding in a social science perspective, in a more uh, culturally rounded uh, perspective on health and healing. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and insights with my listeners. It's been a very fascinating and interesting interview. Thanks so much, Stefan. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. All right. This is Melissa from the Moleskin.